time. I am aware of the time. It is 7.35. All right, you don't even have to look at your watch. I'll tell you what time it is. And it is not my intention uh, to keep you longer with the way the service has gone and take advantage of your time here. Uh, we'll certainly follow the Holy Spirit on those things, but it is not my intention to uh, now go into a full-length service at this point as well. We've covered some ground already. Let's pick it up in verse number 13. The Bible says, This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please continue to work in our midst this evening. I, I yield this time to you, Lord, I don't want this to be about performance, but about your power. I pray that you would please speak and do what only you can, and help me, Lord, to stay out of the way. We pray these things as we ask it in Jesus' name, and amen. You can be seated. This wisdom have I also seen under the sun. There is so much wisdom to be gained by observation. Wisdom is not only found in the Word of God. We have to understand that wisdom can be found, even the Bible says, in the streets. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter number 1 and let's, let's look at this in verse number 20. Proverbs chapter 1 and look at verse number 20. Proverbs chapter 1 and look at verse number 20. The Bible says, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the what? In the streets. Now, well, let's read verse number 21 before I get ahead of myself. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. And, and wisdom goes on to speak to us. Now, God personifies the word wisdom here. He, he, this is a personification of the word. In other words, he, he, he uses through the power of his Holy Spirit an illustration here, a way to, uh, to speak to us by essentially turning wisdom into a person and describing it to us in that form and fashion. And as we hear from wisdom herself, the Bible speaks to us in terms that we can understand. He's trying to explain to us that wisdom can be found even in the streets, even in the public places, in the concourses. Wisdom can be found all through your life. Now, the, the, the thing that we have to understand is that wisdom is found in company always with righteousness. Now, the world has their own wisdom, and, and, and God refers to that wisdom. It's called a worldly wisdom. And we see some of that in the book of James chapter 4. We dealt with some of that already, actually James chapter uh, 3. Uh, where uh, wisdom is talked about, but it's the world's wisdom. This wisdom cometh not from above, but is earthly, devilish, right? So, uh, earthly, sensual, devilish. So there is a wisdom that is of the world. It's also spoken of by the Holy Spirit in the book of 1 Corinthians. I think it might be 2 Corinthians. But uh, anyway, but w the, the world has their own wisdom, right? And, and by their own wisdom, they become fools. They become wise in their own conceits. In other words, they deceive themselves into believing that these things are wise. And, and, Truly, they can find ways to apply sin and other things that, in a manner of speaking, is sinful wisdom. Wicked 
uh, um, application of wicked ideas and wicked ideologies. There is a wisdom of this world. That is not the kind of wisdom that is being spoken of here. God is not telling us to go out and seek every type of wisdom that we can find. That's not what he's talking about. The wisdom he's speaking of continues to speak to us in other places in the book of Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter number 8, if you would please, very quickly. Proverbs chapter 8, and look at verse number 14. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 14. Um, wisdom begins speaking to us earlier than this, but, but look at verse number, um, well, look at verse number 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy in the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. This is wisdom speaking, right? So, godly wisdom. There's a there's a total there there's a, a a a total disconnect sometimes with with what Christians think real wisdom is and and what it really is. We do not need to be out there seeking what the world calls wisdom from every angle from every corner. Listen, you have to understand that that we have to understand. I, I still have to do this sometimes. That there can be a lot of knowledge that can be gained even from lost people. That can be wisdom that can be applied to your life. But if their wisdom contradicts with the word of God, then it's earthly wisdom. It is not of God and it should not be accepted into your mind and into your thinking. So in other words, the old adage that we have heard that you eat the meat and spit out the bones when you're reading something of the world should always be understood. There are things that you can gather knowledge from, from a worldly perspective, but it should and must go in line with righteousness and the fear of the Lord. Um, there can be wisdom that can be gained from, uh, from some self-help books. There can be wisdom that can be gained from financial books. There, there can be wisdom that can be gained even from some preachers that I would not recommend that a person listens to on a regular basis, but they can say things every now and then that can be very wise and helpful in your life. But then you're also going to have to understand that we have to, we have to know what is good wisdom and what is earthly, sensual, devilish wisdom. And the only way to know that is by, by being a student of your Bible and letting the Bible define to you what is right and what is wrong, what is righteous and what is, what is evil and sinful, what is wise and what is foolish. Your Bible will begin to turn your mind into a filter for what is good wisdom and what is bad wisdom. And I have heard it described in that way. It is, uh, there's, there's really no better way to look at it then that every bit of knowledge that we gain from the world should be run through the filter of the word of God. Every knowledge you gain from the world should be run through the filter of the word of God and through the filter of the Holy Spirit. If you, if you learn something from the world and something inside of you says, I don't know if that's right, listen. Listen. Even if you don't have a verse for it, just listen. It's amazing how years later I'll come across something that is in the, and you've probably done this too, or you'll hear something taught or preached, or you'll read something in the Word of God and you'll go, I, kn I knew I, there was a reason I believed that. I just hadn't run across it yet. You, you listen to the Holy Spirit. If you feel uneasy about something that's being said, a red flag goes up in your mind, let that stay there. Don't dismiss it. It might be of God. It might be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit worketh in us. He doesn't work in the people of the world, and he will tell you what is right. He will guide you into truth, right? Is that what the Bible says in the book of John? 
that he will lead you and guide you into truth. So if you hear something that is of the world, you should not have a contradiction in your mind, even if you don't understand why you have a contradiction there. If you feel uneasy in your spirit about it, then leave it alone and go study your Bible and don't make it a life principle yet. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. But anyway, verse number 14 of chapter 8. Counsel is mine, and notice this, what kind of wisdom? Sound wisdom. What does that mean? It means established wisdom. Good wisdom, right? Wisdom that will be helpful. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. Or at least they used to. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. The earlier in your life you seek wisdom, it's easier to find it. And the earlier in your, your day that you seek wisdom, it's easier to find it. You get into this book and let it be the first part of your day, you will find wisdom in that Bible much easier than if you make it the last part or the middle part of your day. I believe that that should be applied in both ways. Seek God early in your life and seek his wisdom early in your life. Also seek him early in the day. Make him the first part of your day. Verse number um, 17, uh, 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 18. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and what? Righteousness. You see that. Sound wisdom is always... The brother or the sister, however you want to word it, of righteousness. <laughs> the world sounds really smart to themselves. But a Christian ought to be able to discern the foolishness that they say frequently. There is crazy stuff coming out of this world. And one of the things that Christians have to be the most aware of is that there are people in the world that, that will uh, lull you to sleep by saying a lot of good things and then you just start believing everything they say because they've said a lot of good things and then they throw one or two things in there that you don't think are that big of a deal. But it's not righteous wisdom it's not holy wisdom it's not from above it's from the earth it's sensual it's devilish and if you accept it into your life it will do as much it will do as much damage as a little kernel of truth that they have planted in your mind than some giant life-changing decisions i have i have come to believe in the power of words more as i've gotten older and and the devil knows it and this is how he works Ever since the Garden of Eden, we see that he will give you a little truth and a little lie, right? Hey, is everybody okay? A little truth and a little lie. And you might get a lot of good out of a certain preacher online, and then he'll throw something in there that is not biblically correct, but because you have let your guard down and you trust everything he says now, You may love some certain author, some certain philosopher, some certain therapist, some certain psychologist, some certain professor. They may say a lot of good things, but you've got to be aware when they say something stupid. We have to be aware of those things. Is everybody okay? 
I think this Jordan Peterson guy says a lot of good things. He also says some really stupid things. You have to be aware of that. I, I think um, um, Dave Ramsey says a lot of good things. He also says a lot of dumb things. You don't just trust somebody because they said some good things, and now, well, you know, I got a lot of good principles out of them, so I'll just, you know, whatever they say is right. Everything from everybody ought to be run through the filter of the Word of God. This book must be our final authority in all matters of life. This book must be your final authority in all matters of life. If anything anybody says runs against the direction of God's word, they are wrong. But we have to know our Bibles well enough to know when that happens. Don't be a blind follower. All right, back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Observation. A lot of wisdom can be gained by observation, but it must be run through the filter of God's word. And this observation, I was talking about reading books and listening to people and so on, but just watch things in this world and watch people learn from situations, right? Observation. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. Solomon was constantly watching things. He was an observer. How observant are we? we, we we've got to be aware. Be watchful. There was a little city and few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now, there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. A couple th thoughts out of this verse. Wisdom is not reserved for the wealthy or people of stature or people of position. Wisdom doesn't belong to somebody just because they have a platform. There are some really dumb people leading the world today. There are some really dumb people leading corporations today. They might be sm smart financially. They might be smart business people. But they're saying and doing some of the dumbest things. Al Gore is an idiot. He's probably highly intelligent. There's probably a lot of smarts in that guy. But his whole concept of global warming has been proven wrong, and nearly the entire world accepted it as if it was fact because he was at one time the vice president. Wisdom does not just dwell with people that have platforms. Sometimes they can be the dumbest people in the earth. And haven't we learned that in order to get a position, you don't necessarily have to be smart. You just sometimes have to know the right people. Solomon says, look, there was this poor wise man, and he saved an entire city. But everybody forgot him, right? Now, what's, what's something we can glean from this? I have been taught that every man knows something I don't know. Therefore, every man can be my teacher. Even Andrew. I'm serious. 
He knows things I don't know. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Brother Gerald knows things I don't know. My wife knows things I don't know. Some men are too proud to admit that, but they're too proud for their own good. Clyde knows some things I don't know. He's come from a walk of life that I didn't live. There's knowledge in his mind that I don't know. Therefore, every man can be my teacher. I can learn something from everybody. We got a hollering little one. I've had one or two of those. Wisdom is not reserved for the wealthy or people of stature or position. You, you, can, you can gain wisdom from somebody who is poor, has no position, and is overlooked by everybody, and you can learn something from them. But, you see, we have to be humble enough to admit that we don't know everything and that there is something I can learn from everybody. Absolutely. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to sit down with a group of people and ask questions. It's a good thing. If we sit around and we have to sound like the know-it-all all all the time, then you never learn anything. And man, have I known some people like that. I have to be honest with you, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but people who know everything and don't shut up at a table just grate at my spirit. Oh, my soul. It just And the longer it goes, the more frustrated I get. I'm not saying I know anything that's worth chiming in for, but just when somebody controls a conversation and they just keep, keep, keep on, keep on, and there's a bunch of people at the table and this person just won't stop, at some point in the multitude of words, you'll find a lot of foolishness. Just, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another thing for another time. I need to get off of it. I'm on a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but um, actually I'm not. Let's get to the next verse. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard, right? <laughs> there are some poor people that are so street smart. There is so much to learn from what they have learned. Well, I have an education. I got it. You know what? I, I lean less and less on college education all of the time. I mean, people go out there and get themselves in all kinds of student loan debt, and the truth is you can make more money with a trade than you can with a college education in some cases. Now, I'm not saying college education is wrong. I think people ought to get one. If you can afford one and you want one and you want to select a useful career, not like go get a degree in art, you know, it's not going to help you in the long run. I'm going to go become a master in dance. You know, they were pushing people this way. Just go get a college education and it'll, it'll pay off for you one day. And then you got a bunch of kids that are going to college and they're majoring in art and dance. And, you know, they're working at Starbucks. Whereas the same person could graduate from high school and go to a trade school for a few months and learn a trade and make all kinds of money and not have any student loans. Uh, well, I have a college education. Well, bless your heart. That man over there sitting on the corner might know some things you don't know. Verse number 17, the words of wise men are heard in quiet. Did you catch that? More than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. 
Well, there, there's, that, there's that person that won't stop talking, right? But you know the people I really love to ask questions of? The ones who don't talk much. Look out for the people that don't talk much. Because what they, what they do is they sit there and think. They observe. They watch. They pay attention. And a lot of times there is a ton of wisdom locked up in that, in that person's mind. Wisdom is not usually found in the mouth of those who talk a lot or are full of self-bluster. A wise man has learned from God's word God's spirit and life experiences, and all of those have humbled them. Did you catch that? A truly wise person has learned from God's word, God's spirit, and life experiences, and all of them have humbled him. Some people go through life experiences and they never learn a thing. Because they're not humble enough to learn a thing. They think they've got the bull by the horns and life by the tail. And they never stop to consider maybe they did something wrong. So therefore they never learn. But when your experience is in life. Are uh, able to be learned from. It comes from the humility of your own spirit. Where you say you know what. What can I learn from this? I don't, apparently I don't know everything. So how can I grow here? Yes? Life experiences have a way of humbling you if you allow them. And this is one of the reasons why I believe there's so much wisdom in quiet people. God's word and God's spirit will humble you. And life experiences will if you allow them to. And you watch over time. My dad has, has gotten more quiet over time. He talks less and less all the time. And we've asked him, Dad, why, why, why is that? You don't chime in as much as you used to. No. No. The older I get, the more I realize it's just good to sit and observe. And then when Dad speaks, you listen, because it's normally full of wisdom and not just a bunch of empty words because you haven't really thought it through yet. If a person is truly humble, they won't be loud about what they know. You will have to purposefully learn from them. Did you catch that? If, if, if a person is truly humble, they won't be loud about what they know. You'll have, to, you'll have to make an effort to learn from them. So make the effort. The Bible says that there are those that ruleth among fools. Don't be impressed with somebody who's the leader of a bunch of men if that bunch of people are a bunch of fools. <laughs> Who cares if somebody is a leader of a group that's a bunch of idiots? Who cares? Some people want to be with the popular crowd. Well, a lot of times the popular crowd is the wrong crowd. Well, that's the, that's, you know, that person gets all the attention. That person gets all the, everybody talks to them. Everybody listens to them. Everybody, you know what? Look at the people around them. If there's a bunch of foolish people around them, they make foolish life decisions. They talk about foolish things. They do foolish things. And that person's a leader of those people. Who in the world cares? Go find the one who is quietly observing and learning and is full of wisdom. Learn from that person. The words of wise men are heard 
in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. You see that? Wisdom is better than weapons of war. It's better to learn than to fight. It's better to apply wisdom to a situation than go to war every time something doesn't go right. Now, sometimes God tells us to take up our armor, pick up our sword and fight. Yes? But sometimes it's better just to apply the wisdom that you have learned from others than to pick up weapons of war and just go at it. Learn from each other every now and then, husband and wife, instead of just fighting all the time. Learn from each other. But one sinner destroyeth much good. Notice the contrast that is made there at the end of the passage. One sinner destroyeth much good. What is being said here is wisdom in the first part of the verse, sinner in the second part of the verse. Therefore, what is being said is that the wisdom, as we talked about in the first verse, the wisdom that is being spoken of is biblical righteous wisdom. And a sinner is a foolish person. A foolish person. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you please imprint these truths upon our hearts and minds and help us to be humble enough, Lord, please, to learn from the things that we observe around us, to learn from your word, to learn from others. Lord, help us to listen to those around us that maybe don't have stature or position, but they're a little bit quiet every now and then. They say something. Help us, Lord, to be humble enough to learn from all people. We are going to have an altar call here in just a moment. We didn't just a few moments ago.